0: All human thought, all science, all religion the whole other all is, all is a nice the holding of a camera. of it for Are we human because we gaze at the, the stars? Or do we gaze
1: at the lost humans? When the stars were right, right back, they could
0: plunge the, the world to world, world to the sky. Leave, but when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really
2: Welcome to a very special extended Beyond the Madness, a behind the scenes discussion for our playthrough of The Children of Fear, written by Len Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. If you haven't finished listening to episodes 1 to 42 of our campaign, beware. Many spoilers to follow. So tell us, everyone, who have you played in this campaign and how are you feeling? How?
0: I've been playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart, who somehow has survived all of it, and I'm feeling pretty exhilarated to. Well, I mean, we won Call of Kathoinklu. Call of, oh <laughs> Call of <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> we-, we did it. <laughs> we beat Kathoinklu. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is my final episode. <laughs> oh, next, next
3: season, so we deal with
4: Azathoink. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, let's go in, pep. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Brayden. Hey, Brayden, Brayden, Brayden. <laughs> I played Sofian Bizzaz Wine, Frederick Kingsley Ward, and the much easier to pronounce, Dinesh. Uh, now I'm feeling pretty good. Didn't die again, which was nice.
2: <laughs> you tried. <laughs> you tried your best. Certainly uh, did. Noxicles.
4: Uh I have been playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin, also a survivor from beginning to end, and I am feeling totes emosh.
2: Lydia.
1: Hi, I played Hasina Moez, and I am feeling wrung out. That was intense. It really was.
3: Right? Yeah. Mm
5: hmm. Seb. Hi. Uh, Thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm Seb. I played Jian Yu uh, in the first 12 episodes. Um, I'm extremely happy with uh, the way my my character uh, ended up. And uh, I'm super, super happy for all of you guys. That was such a great ending. Well done, everybody. Aw, shucks. It's so awesome having you back, Seb. It is.
2: And I'm Fedra. I've been your keeper. And I'm so very, very proud of all of you and of myself. Yeah. Feeling very proud. Oh, oh yeah. so you should be. Uh, this is an achievement. Nice. Mm-hmm. This is uh, what our baby has been. This is like like our child graduating
0: yeah.
2: something, so- some some level of school. They grow up so fast. They grow up so fast. <laughs> 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 so, uh, for this very special extended Beyond the Madness that we're sharing with everyone although there is an extra smaller Beyond the Madness as well as a Beyond the Madness after every episode for our patrons. <laughs>
0: beyond the, Beyond the, Beyond the Madness. <laughs> Look, the point is now's a good time to subscribe if you want to get There's all the behind the scenes on the whole campaign. Of content
2: there to say uh, But yeah, we'll be answering some uh, listeners' questions in this uh, extended Beyond the Madness. Seb will be uh, performing the role of interviewer, reading out the questions, yep. has kindly volunteered, and let's go.
5: Mm-hmm. And uh, I think um, it's cool that you talk about feeling like, you know, you're a proud parent watching, watching everyone having uh, evolved and developed during the course of the campaign, because the first question is, what was your favorite moment from each of the characters?
2: Pedro? I wish I had prepared for these mm. questions, but they have come recently. So here we go. Uh, each of the characters, does that mean like all of Brayden's characters? And
0: every single <laughs> one <to> see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down the list. A yeah, great
2: question for me.
0: Every
5: character in Alphabetical that ever existed.
2: Order. Replace favorite with the first thing that comes to my mind. And Amazing. I'm going to say, what comes to my mind when I think of each character? And hopefully yeah, something perfect. will come to my mind. Um,
5: so so should we, shall we start with... Listen, uh, characters,
2: go for it. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun association game. <laughs> <clears throat> um, th-
5: th- th- this is good, because at the very least it's going to give us what, what you feel like was the most memorable moment for each of the characters. There we go. Uh, let's start with Eudora.
2: Eudora... Badass moment getting hit by lightning and turning white hair and all over mm-hmm. electricity. Yeah. I feel like, and then getting light healed by Tenzin. I feel like that was a very big moment for Eudora because she turned into the real badass that she ended up being. At
0: second skin unlocked.
2: Yeah, that, that was yeah, the first thing that comes that to that mind. Was yes.
1: cool. mm-hmm. yeah, that
0: was very cool.
3: Yeah, really fantastic. vivid
1: description as well, really vivid image. You can really imagine her with the white hair and the, the lightning strikes. And I came up
2: them.
1: with it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> nice. That was fab.
5: Yep. Yep. And I loved the, um, sort of, uh, Hal's idea for the epilogue as well, uh, of her like going home, uh, and, and seeing her husband again and, and having that like reveal. I know that's, that's not canonically what happened, but at some point in the future, <laughs> they would have met again and he would have had that reveal. <laughs> Um, that was cool Um, Timur what was your favourite moment for Timur
2: Timur uh, just any of his fatherly moments with Senshu, honestly but I think there was the first time she called him dad and there was just an emotional moment following after that Ah. and Mm -hmm. I just yeah that like him being protective over her him mourning her him just being a father, I think that that's kind of the thing that's most in my mind when it comes to Timo. Although he did a lot of badass things, that uh, that's what feels close to me.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Daddy Timo! Nice. Daddy Timo! Um,
2: of course, he did kick a chicken once, so that was. I, I, mean, <laughs> hey,
5: I extreme success with <laughs> <at> that chicken. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to bring it up, but he was literally nicknamed Timo. A- Chicken kicker rapen for a while. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. Um uh Sofian. What about Sofian?
2: Oh Our dear Sofian. beloved departed Sophian. I just the mustache wiggle and the muscular <laughs> lips. I just he was the face the party needed and the face the party was liking for a long part of the campaign. He mm. could charm anyone with a mustache yep. wiggle with a part of his lips. Um, he had tea with caravan salesmen to get better prices he He just was just such a kind <laughs> little boy, and of course, there was his romance with Hasena, which was very understated, but also very close to my heart. It was so sweet
5: mm-hmm. i mean you've you've yeah. name dropped her, so Hasena, what about what about our uh our neighborhood cannibal?
2: Hasena honestly her introduction to the campaign
5: just mm-hmm.
2: blew my mind because Best
4: campaign introduction ever so i yeah.
2: came up with it and i scripted it and then lydia just went and made it her own and i was just just my mouth was just hanging open throughout that whole scene being like did you see i was just staring at adriano are you hearing this <laughs> so i was like oh I, oh thank you i i feel like I was the one who, like, suggested Lydia join the campaign. I asked her to join the campaign. I decided which character she's going to play. And I, I, was, I was so glad that you just completely uh, just went beyond my hopes and expectations. And oh, I think thank you. that was when Hasina you know, was introduced that I realized that this is going to be an awesome character and an awesome player to have join the campaign. Thank you. It, it, it was very easy
1: to slip into her, I have to say. Um, because wow, what a gift though to, to start off as a indefinitely insane cannibal who believes that she's undead. I mean, you wow. had your
2: doubts for a moment, but not for very long. I was a bit, oh, okay. All right. I can work
1: with that. But no, I love it. I, it was great fun. Really good. Good to play. Mm-hmm.
5: I gotta say, as, as someone who, who wasn't part of the, uh, of, of the session, but who has, has listened to it, some of your moments, your dramatic moments from that final episode, I mean, what a finale for Hasina. It was very, very cool. Too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, thank you. So next character, Frederick. What about Frederick?
2: Oh, sweet Frederick. Uh
5: (laughs) Our other dear departed uh, character that was played by Brin.
2: Unsung. Frederick uh, going through the portal, losing his ukulele, and then just spending so long complaining about his ukulele. (laughs) Well, everyone had legitimate bouts of madness. He was just hearing ukuleles. (laughs) He just wanted his ukulele. Just, I think that that was like that was Frederick's. Just, I think his ukulele will sound in the ears of all of us for eons to come, and that was his gift to us all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Nice, I love that. <laughs> um, what about uh, what about me? What about Giannu? Who's our favorite Gianyu?: moment?
2: Jianyu? I mean, Jiayu had an amazing ending. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved the umbrella. What, what, a, what a significant moment <laughs> yes. hitting that rat with the umbrella. Um,
3: yes. Becoming
2: one with the rats. Oh, my God. Gracing the party with the help of the rats. Episodes and episodes later because you were <laughs> yes. like, I'm going to get something out of this if it's the last thing <laughs> I do. And you did. And also, of course, the gift of Senchu because that was all you you wouldn't have been with us for so long, creating so many emotional yeah. moments if it weren't for you being like, this is D&D, right? I'm going to adopt the orphan. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: yes. Janu
2: brought gifts that stayed with us so, for so much longer after his departure.
4: Our, uh, our sound editor, Jason, has just chipped in to say that uh, he loved Janu's Mandarin interjections, it's which I think we all well. did, actually. There was yeah. some very oh, class yeah.
5: swearing in Mandarin. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, that's nice. great. Thank you, thank you. It um, was. And uh, last but absolutely not least, uh, Dinesh, our ghoul boy.
2: Oh, Dinesh the <laughs> ghoul boy. His relationship with Asina mm-hmm. and just... All of the conversations, like I think, Dinesh was uh, like almost as kind a of soul as Sofian. Honestly, mm-hmm. he was just a go with a <laughs> with a heart of gold, an undead heart of gold. When he, when he made his case about not having a family and wanted to sacrifice himself, and at the end, when he was like. Just <laughs> heading to the chopping board for everyone—such so oh, a sweet, sweet goal! And how he—I mm. he, think he won over Timor at the end.
4: Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah. Braden managed to make a goal more likable than Frederick Kingsley Ward. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I did it. I think that that's all of the player characters. I'm not doing yep. the NPCs as well.
5: So. No, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> is can I, can um, I
4: chip in a Eudora moment?
2: Yeah, yeah oh, please. please. I mean, so, my, so many.
4: My, my. There've been so many good Jodorow moments, but one that will always stay with me was the attempted owl call oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> classic.
4: outside of the cave.
2: Went...
4: <laughs> oh, oh my god! I
2: was an owl. Oh. It was so perfect. That went so poorly for all of you, but it was okay in the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, was yes. it. that whole episode was a treat, honestly. It was a real really was. bouncing back and forth between the absurd comedy of us trying to sneak about in these woods and utterly failing, <laughs> and then the incredible drama of uh, Hasina joining us. Yeah. Did not expect her in that cave. Cool.
5: So, so Man, I'm actually, no I was going to ask a question for the group, but because you mentioned the adoption of Shenshu, I'm going to throw this one out. Was, was Shenshu supposed to be an option to be adopted in the campaign? Or did, was it genuinely just the case that we collected her and then you were like, okay, I guess I'm stuck with her now. How do you make this work?
2: I don't think there was anything in the campaign about adopting her. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I was stuck with two NPCs, two party <laughs> NPCs for a while. Uh, But I have mentioned this to Lin Hardy herself, and she says it is a common thing that happens that she's seen in playtests that the party pick up Senchu. Same with Hasina, actually. Hasina was mentioned as being used as a replacement player character, although a bit of a, same with Dinesh, a bit of a risky one, but was mentioned. Senchu was not mentioned, but does happen. And
0: just to mention, in case anyone's interested in hearing that um, interview, a couple yeah. of us spoke with Lynn Hardy uh, earlier on in the campaign. You can find it on our YouTube channel. Yeah. right.
1: I kind of had the feeling that, that we're supposed to pick up NPCs like Pokemon and collect them the whole <laughs> <of> the campaign <laughs> and end up with just a billion yeah. NPCs.
4: Yeah, there's there's no way a party with you know without hearts of stone could l- leave Shenzhou in the city, especially after the way <laughs> Phaedra sort of laid it out. You know, I'm a, I'm <laughs> a girl. I know what's expected of me. It was just like, right, oh, yeah, that's I made it. that
2: very dark. Dumb, down there. Oh god, right.
4: yeah. Mm. I'm, put, I'm putting her in cotton wool right now, and she's coming
5: with us. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was never getting left. Never ever.
3: Yeah.
5: <laughs> um, oh. so So. Uh, I mean, it's cool that we've that we've talked about Hasina a bit because um, I'd like to ask a question to Lydia, which is: which NPC do you wish you could have eaten? <laughs> this is a listener question. This is not me asking off the cuff. <laughs> and I'm oh, very wow. curious to know.
1: Oh wow, <laughs> that is a good question. Ah, uh, well, the obvious one would be she wished that she could have killed and eaten siab ali but as we know he's had a horrible ending anyway canonically so i'm Mm. going to say (laughs) the old lady who tried to poison them with the snake venom soup just after sofian died Mm -hmm. because hasina was at a very vulnerable moment at that point so yeah i think that if they'd have found her i reckon hasina might have gone a little bit ghoulish at her
4: Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that mm-hmm. lady would have been poisonous, though, from all the time she was spending with
5: yeah. poison?
3: <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um,
5: yeah. this, I th- this is actually a, a great segue onto the next question, which which is just what was the deal with soup in this campaign? <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: a great question. Soup was the real big
5: <laughs> What was what was that about? <laughs> soup was the king of. Thank fear. you, whoever posted that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> soup, the real enemy of this, this The creators of
5: Children <laughs> of Fear just hate soup, or was that was that something that you added in no. for? Sure? I hate
2: soup. And <laughs> therefore everyone is hates it, soup. I don't actually it hate soup, but I thought it was a convenient <laughs> what what is it's a bit soup? confusing. Soup it? honestly needs to isn't pick it? a lane. <laughs> and until then, we will not rest.
0: Yeah. Um, I think soup, soup must be punished. Shouldn't you... Nearly uh, chokes on a, a dry dumpling that she didn't dip in the soup. <laughs> we got a poisonous soup from that woman, and then we got poisonous <laughs> tea at another point. There might have been other instances a bunch
2: but of no, fewer than beer four type things that are difficult with to With cow dung in. Yeah. yeah. There's
0: at least five instances of horrible liquids. Ingestion mm-hmm.
2: hasn't been going well in general. And I think soup is kind of, yeah, basically. And also, most of the teas they've had so far are savory, so technically soup.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's I a case to be made also yeah. the
2: Dakini stew that turned out to be people yeah. oh yeah if if yep. someone you don't know if you a better say no is Bodrum land? Mm-hmm. we all
1: became cannibals campaign. at that point didn't we did we all eat the stew that the Daconese gave us
2: oh yeah yeah we all had yeah, something to eat I think Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, we are changed people,
4: huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've been through a lot. That introduction in the restaurant with the spilt soup and the very <laughs> nice dumplings—that
2: <laughs> was a. In, in a lot of
4: way, I mean, I, I've been listening back to the the campaign from from the beginning recently to sort of get my head in for the finale, and uh, it sort of set the tone for the campaign, right? <laughs> in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. the, from the sort of sublime to the
0: ridiculous in the space of like thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone knows D&D, you have to meet in a tavern,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and whatever your character's shtick is, you've got to crowbar yeah. it into your first sentence.
2: <laughs> I just, I yeah. remember, those days feel like so long ago when you had, like, no idea that anything bad was happening. For a while, you had, like, a different mission, was yeah. to to find Langton. Like, it just feels like so, so long ago. It was so innocent.
4: Yeah. Oh my god.
5: I still like to this day up. find it so funny that that initial, like, the whole point of the quest, the guy was in, like, one session, and then we're all right, see you later, bro. <laughs> We've got Tenzin now, we don't need you anymore.
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he needs urgent help, so he can pop yeah. these
1: yeah. artifacts. Oh, gosh. Let's go back and eat Kind of a him. decoy, wasn't he?
0: There's there's a question
1: for yeah. you,
4: Phaedra. I don't know if this is in the book or not, but is the yeah. stuff in the cave before the Tenzin cave, is it actually like gonna make Langdon Warner's career, or is it just a bunch of like, you know, menus and phone books? <laughs>
2: uh no, I think I think it's a I think it's not as valuable as you would have liked. Um but I and I uh, okay. I, I It's been a while, but I think I recall that historically he's supposed to be shortly after chased out by locals.
4: Sounds about right.
2: From, like, the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think his career is made later than that. So possibly not as valuable as he'd like to I wonder if he
4: used his special sellotape technique to uh, rescue the murals of us. Mm. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's a fun one. We could be
3: in a museum
4: somewhere.
2: (laughs) Maybe, yeah.
5: Eudora would like that. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Question for everybody: uh, What would you do if you met your character in the real world? Uh, what would you say to them, if anything? Uh, let's. Does anyone, want
3: to, does anyone want to volunteer to go first? Hmm.
0: Oh God! I'd <laughs> scream at Dinesh. I'd tell you, uh, Frederick, to <laughs> shut the hell up. And I'd give Sophie. a long that Sofian,
2: is, is a all real hard a long
0: Surely you'd
4: give
3: him a long kiss with those lips. <laughs> Muscular
0: yeah, lips. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to resist. <laughs> I think for me, uh, Eudora is probably the kind of person that I would like listen quietly and politely to for a while with my eyes wide open. And then like after I managed to extricate myself, I would like vent at length about how unbearable she was.
2: What would you tell her though?
0: Yeah. Uh, Not much. I don't think I get a word in edgewise. I tell her the silver hair was a good look. She's rocking it.
2: That's fair.
0: So.
4: I imagine with Timor, I'd be too intimidated to say very much because he was a scary dude, and he's not the most, uh, not the most talkative guy in the mm-hmm. world, although there's been a lot of talking as we've gotten to the end of the campaign.
3: Mm-hmm. But, um,
4: but yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a wounded animal, right? He's yeah. a, that's, mm-hmm. that's a guy who is um, in need of some, some, some love and affection, I think. I don't think I'm the mm. man to give it to him, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would tell Hasina to practice her anti bear techniques.
4: <laughs> oh man, yeah. anti bear kung fu. Practice shouting <laughs> her
1: bears and shooing them off and really telling them off. <laughs> Everything yeah. could have been so different, couldn't it? Yeah.
5: yeah. But then we yeah. wouldn't have gotten to meet Dinesh. Oh, this is
1: true. This that, is true. Some of the moments in that
5: last episode were so good.
1: I I Palestine. am curious if Sophian had lived the whole way through, what would have been his reaction during the ritual? I mean, wow, <sighs> the sacrifice! Yeah. I, I can imagine it would have broken. With Hasina as well, oh,
3: yeah. I don't know whether he would
0: have been able to sit back and let Hasina sac- be sacrificed, but uh, yeah, I don't
4: know. It's he really interesting listening back actually in. to to the campaign because Sophian was. I mean, Sofian was throwing himself sort of towards his death from way before the bear attack. You know, that was, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. he was was off the rails. And it's really Mm -hmm. interesting listening back to it. It's a real credit to how Braden played it, right? Because we're all remembering Sofian as this lovely, cuddly, hilarious, friendly dude. But, yeah, I mean, there was the whole, you know, Memory of his brother, the stomping on his camera, the sort of deliberately oh. putting himself in harm's way—you know, Sophian was not a yeah, well man. Yeah,
1: yeah. this awful slow downward mm. spiral, wasn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's literally an episode called Sophian's yeah. Lament. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: you wouldn't get stuff like that in D and D.
3: No, he chose pretty
0: pretty quickly. He was uh, not going to let anyone else die, and he was uh, throwing himself mm-hmm. on the line constantly trying to ensure mm-hmm. that. What about Janyu? Oh,
5: yeah, I need to actually answer this question. <laughs> um, I, I think it depends on if it, whether it's pre or post-rat.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Post-rat, I would both. ask
5: myself, where's
3: the cheese?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, think post-rat, it would be <laughs> very similar to uh, Braden's response to Dinesh of mostly screaming Uh, because I don't know if you've Googled rat thing, but they do not look like a large rat. His rats are adorable. Rat things are not adorable.
2: Oh, Mm. he's not a rat thing like the ones on Google with many rats. He's like a humanoid giant rat.
0: Oh. Well, that's
2: different. Yeah, Yeah. there's pictures in the book.
5: I mean, if he looks like Master of then that's a completely different story. Well, hang on, hang on. I
2: feel like I've shared this. The
0: Rat King... Is a tall human looking rat guy. Yeah, like Master Splinter, as opposed to the, the Rat Kings, which are a bunch of rats with their uh, tails tied together. But Xiaoyu himself. Rat Lieutenants. Yeah, the Lieutenants. Yeah, like what, yeah. What, are the, what are the Lieutenants? What do they look
2: like? I feel like I've shared a picture of this. But... I thought they were human
0: face. Yeah, like a Brown Jenkins yeah. looking yeah. rat creatures. Uh-huh. They're pretty uh-huh. good. Yeah, it's like
2: creepy.
0: That,
5: that was. That was my expectation, was that it's kind of disturbing and and, um, unpleasant. So, yeah, in that case, mostly screaming. It, like, pre-wrapped Gianni, Mm -hmm. I think I'd get on well with. I feel like we would bond over a mutual love of prawn crackers. Um,
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Prawn crackers crackers is what ties
2: everybody together.
5: It's what's for dinner. Exactly. Exactly. He was a good dude.
2: Yeah, these guys, that is what he looks like. Enjoy Oh, it. and they've got ratty teeth as well
1: in human uh, mouths. Nice. That is Beautiful. That is creepy.
0: Oh yeah, that's no good. Those are long incisors, big old ears as well. Oh, uh-huh. do not love that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Better than a rat thing, I guess. Or oh, not, mm, who knows? The rat
0: king's in quite chill.
5: So. Yeah, the rat king was a good dude. And he looks that's like Mr. Spencer,
0: the uh, listeners are probably cursing that they can't see this picture you just shared. So I'll um I'll attach it to the Patreon version of this episode. So it will be free. You don't have to be a patron. Um just head on over to our Patreon page and then look at this episode and then check for the attachments. Might even put some stuff from my campaign mirror board up there. I
4: uh I I absolutely love Janu's sort of quiet um sort of gravitas actually. Like the sort of so much of the early campaign is characterized by us stumbling into stuff and buggering it all up and then Janu smoothing stuff over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. Uh,
5: uh, it's because I'm a big ball of chaos in uh, all of the other role-playing games that I play, so when it comes to cool. of Duty, I'm like, okay, let me calm it down a little bit.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it seemed to fit the character. I mean, he's a pretty chill guy.
1: I would have liked to have seen how he would have reacted to meeting Hasina, this absolutely mm. insane cannibal lady.
5: Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll meet one day in, in Shambhala. Are yeah. rat, rat boys allowed in there? Is oh, that, I'm is sure.
2: <laughs> I mean, if Dinesh is allowed Yeah, yeah.
5: totally. Mm, great. Can a rat boy <laughs> hold
4: a pistol and shoot a dude in the dick? Because if he can, then (laughs) Uh, Hasina will be well
5: up for him hanging out with her. (laughs) Nice. So, a question for Fedra. Mm -hmm. Was Tenzin actually evil or just a big old doofus? (laughs)
2: Tenzin! Tenzin
5: deserves better than this. This is is a genuine listener question. This is not from me.
2: First of all, Wheels are rough in his like background. The wheel you saw, Ashoka's wheel, was pretty rough. That's oh, the a torture one with, thing, with and it's attached like, to it's, a, it. it's a negative symbolism. True.
3: Fair enough.
2: Um, also, Tenzin was not a doofus or evil, <laughs> Tenzin ha- had been basically asleep for thousands of years. And all the information he has about the world are from visions and dreams. And how is he supposed to know that his visions and dreams are being sent by the bad guys rather than the good guys? He doesn't know. He's Mm -hmm. like, Mm. his whole life has been building up to leading you to this. And he did do it. He just... God mixed signals. Yeah, it's
0: a little telling that we didn't see him in Shambala. <laughs> I mean,
2: you did. You mentioned. Yeah, he is definitely in Shambala. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right, good. good, good. We saw him in Shambala.
4: We tried to say hello, but he just sort of smiled at us and wandered off
3: enigmatically.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what he
3: does.
4: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: I probably played him as a doofus just because, honestly, you don't want. Uh, A Keeper NPC that's too smart or too involved. Mm -hmm. And also, Mm -hmm. I don't want to play that Mm. because it sounds like a lot for me. I feel like it could
1: Um, be quite easy in some groups if the Keeper could almost like have taken over and Tenzin would have been like the focus all the time.
2: They warn Mm -hmm. about that in the book and they say that if this happens, you can send him to do half the mission himself and the, uh, the group can do the other half of the mission. But uh, I thought he's actually really helpful being there mm-hmm. for the odd like this is useful, this is useful. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like outline the ritual, whatever. But also, I didn't want him to give you all the answers you were asking for because then that like ruins the campaign a bit. I like
1: how mm-hmm. he would come um, in at sort of moments of extreme danger, like healing <laughs> Eudora when she got electrocuted, and also
3: mm-hmm.
1: whacking the bear over the head.
4: Yeah, he pulled out some bear kung fu, didn't he?
2: Yeah. 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 And then, you know, when he died, I, I think the- that was a really emotional thing when he found out he was being killed for no oh, reason. Oh, yes. He's yeah. tragic, really, isn't he? He really
3: yeah. is. Blessed.
2: He, he became a monk with basically being told this is his mission, like a, basically a child, like a teenager. And then he just, you know, sat there eating peaches for ages. Well, what's he supposed to do? You know, he's, he's not a Painting. god. He's just trying his best following mm-hmm. the visions he's been given by but like, yeah. that, that's his faith his visions Both are good boys. but uh, visions were bad and that sucks
0: he's just an old young peach munching yeah. boy yeah. he's doing his best he's doing his best
2: I feel for Tenzin he's very misunderstood but also it's he does he does mess up mm-hmm. we all we all mess up mm-hmm.
4: we all mess you- up
2: sometimes we all destroy the world by yeah, accident it <laughs> it it's
4: been a while since I've destroyed the world but it does happen
1: <laughs> on a regular <laughs> basis for me <laughs>
4: yeah. mm-hmm. I was going to say, Federer. I think you did a really good job with Tenzin because I understand what you're saying about oh. the whole, um, like needing to not let him take over. And actually, you know, although I made a joke of it, an awful lot of the, um, you know, the sort of enigmatic smiles and what have you. I think it's Braden that points out in one of the Beyond the Madnesses that if you listen back, actually, Tenzin almost always tells us what to do in any given situation. We just don't hear it. Or understand it properly until afterwards But yep. like, he actually does Give genuinely good advice It's just he gives it in this kind of like Dungeon master <laughs> from the Dungeons and Dragons Cartoon way and then wanders off So, yeah.
3: <laughs> yep.
1: There was a clue <laughs> about the karma Mechanic as well which I only Realised afterwards when uh, He told Hasina that karma Would take care of Ziyab Ali and, and that her vengeance would be mm-hmm. Destructive for her and he wasn't wrong.
3: He yeah. knows the face. Mm. Yeah.
1: And I totally mm-hmm. did not pick that up, that that was oh. an actual mechanic. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truth's in plain sight with Tenzin, wasn't it? All the time.
5: <laughs> yeah, it Aww. was.
2: Yeah. I'm yep. glad you feel that way.
5: I, I thought Tenzin was a, was a fab character for the time that I got to spend with him. Um, and, and it is really difficult to, to balance that uh, kind of need to to guide the party with with hidden knowledge that he has access to without railroading them um and i think that's a a, a really tough thing to manage as a keeper and uh, i thought you did it really well um
3: Thank you.
5: were there any like tricks to doing that that you that you were conscious of or was that just kind of working with experience
2: um so my I'm outing myself here. Whatever. My general, my general framework of keeping is stick to the book, say the book word for word as much as possible, and then try to avoid improvising. If you have to improvise it, do it in a really destructive way. That's going to make everyone feel bad that they let you improvise. <laughs> will not do it again. Um, <laughs> uh the last one is more of like a consequence rather than a conscious thing it just happens Mm -hmm. Uh, so i just try to avoid it um in this campaign anyway i'd like to get better at improvising but i'm just like this is my first campaign Mm -hmm. that i've run ever Mm -hmm. so i'm a bit shaky on it so basically with tenzin i used him when the book said to use him Okay. Uh, and I said the things the book said to say, said to make him say. And then sometimes when it felt really important that he say something else, I improvised it um, mm-hmm. here and there. But primarily, I kind of tried to forget he's there unless he was actively necessary or actively brought up. By Did you improvise that
4: whole discussion <laughs> with Sophian when Sophian was in pain? Because yeah. that genuinely i think is possibly one of the greatest moments of the entire campaign that whole Absolutely. discussion with tenzin comforting <laughs> yeah. sofian
2: oh.
4: oh yeah bloody amazing yeah. Oh,
2: thank you yeah that, that was that was that was yeah. me trying to break your heart so that you don't make me do it again <laughs> well it worked. heart broken
4: the whole thing about giving um, his pain a, allowing his pain in yeah. and giving it a cup of tea is it it was just oh, it was oh so good. actually,
2: I, I I do have like I've written a, I've written I've read a lot of books on like mindfulness and meditation and Buddhism and and psychology. So I actually mm-hmm. <laughs> used my like knowledge of what I would say to someone if I was like a therapist, which I hope to be. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a bit of that. <laughs> I
1: don't know a huge amount about Buddhism, but nice. from what very little I'm familiar with it, it it kind of feels that whole thing about suffering and attachment and just yeah. letting it sort of flow through you. That that seemed very
2: authentic for Tenzin to say. went to a Buddhist meditation retreat oh. once, Landalad. a lot. That's what nice. I was channeling when I was playing Tenzin. Oh, totally. was the, the, Buddhist, the Buddhist teachers at the meditation retreat, they were mostly looking at you smiling and putting a hand on their heart and nodding. Um, so, <laughs>
0: Did they give you any sexy art?
2: <laughs> that that was uh, not 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 a part of it. That was such exactly. a great side
4: quest. We we rocked up to a place with some accidental pornography.
2: <laughs> Honestly, that was great. She was so happy about it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that was the genius of Lin to be like incorporating the concept of sex in Buddhism being a positive omen and as as like. Western westerners being like oh my god that is inappropriate <laughs> I
0: think so. a <laughs> but actually <giggling.
2: laughs> the idea that for them it's like not a big deal it's like good, good stuff
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah,
5: that was great uh, that's cool uh, so, so while we're on the topic of of tenzin uh who were everyone's favorite npcs in the in the game and <laughs> fedra did you have any npcs that you're, were your favorites to play
2: uh should i start yeah go for it I feel like I've gotten the most praise for Thaddeus.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's because he's the best I, NPC. Like, he's so I had good. fun playing him.
2: Um, I think I enjoyed using Senchu to just twist your hearts as much as possible and yeah. make it sound very sad. Um, I, I'm going to be controversial again, but I put a lot of my heart and soul into Vita. <laughs>
0: I was going to bring up Vida because we hated <laughs> her at the time. Everyone hated her. But looking back- I was trying
2: to give her a redeeming moment, but I don't think I did it well enough to get everyone to redeem her. In my head, I still blame all of you for not seeing her, <laughs> rather than myself for not playing her well enough. But also, yeah, I feel like I like I really wanted to like teach a solid lesson through that side quest, and I think I definitely failed. But I, I did put a lot of love into Vida and and what happened mm-hmm. to her. <laughs> can I, can I, can I interrupt
5: this question with uh, <laughs> another question <laughs> given that just because of what you just said, which is, um, was there, were, were, were there any things during the course of the campaign that you got annoyed about because we weren't, uh, like doing the right stuff or we missed stuff or we did the wrong thing?
2: Um, I, I really, I, I guess, I guess for the Vida thing, I really wanted you to see that like. There was like there was violence against women being perpetrated, and the violence was actually worse than her being like an annoying person to interact with, who's not letting you like do exactly what you want. Which is a thing, like a really classic thing in many Call of Cthulhu complaint, compa- campaigns, that you enter a space and you're like, okay, well these people are here for my reasons. And if they are obstacles, I'm going to hate them. But if they're helpful, I'm going to like them. But like kind of trying to humanize NPCs, like they don't owe you like just bowing down and letting you do whatever you like. I think, yeah, I try to make like a more human NPC because in my head, she wouldn't have just let these four randomers go in and like take her life's work. Like who even are you? In your head, you're heroes. But in her head, it's like a lot is happening. And then there's the death of the, um, the student, which is like a violent and kind of like a bit kind of teetering on like sexual violence kind of thing. Uh, and then she loses it. And I feel like it's kind of, for me, it was about realizing that the evil is not in the bitchy women, <laughs> which I think is is a lesson that has not been learned very well in media because it's a common trope that like we hate the bitchy woman who's stopping us from doing the cool thing we're doing, like the the wife in breaking bad, right everyone hates her, but she's just she's just trying to have a normal life and she has a husband who makes drugs. Like, she hasn't actually done anything wrong, but she gets so much hate. And that's kind of the things I wanted to channel. But I also understand that in the specific scenario, there's also the, like, racism and xenophobia element, which I think she brought some of that in as well. So it was a bit more complex of an interaction there. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: Yeah. When it
2: comes... When it comes to straightforward missing things, they missed like half a chapter in <laughs> that mm-hmm. the third part of chapter three where they went to Peshawar Museum and decided to steal the bowls instead of asking for them nicely, <laughs> which would have worked <laughs> even better. <laughs> but that was a fun high scene. I just got to skip a bunch of like campaign info I wrote down like five pages or something.
1: <laughs> and it's not like we could come oh. back after running off with the bowls and the mummy <laughs> arm, is it? <laughs>
2: It was a fun Oops. episode,
4: though. We've that's brought it. this back. It's, it's mildly chewed.
1: I take responsibility <laughs> I, I for that. I was going to
5: say, was that one where Asino <laughs> yeah. was just randomly eating a mummy arm? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one. So the great,
2: bowl heist.
5: great um, bowl heist.
2: But yeah, the massive tangent to say um, I've mm, big feelings for several of my NPCs for different reasons. One of reasons. my
1: favourites was the old guy in the charnel ground. With the big scorpion. Yeah. He was my stupid. voice had so voice. Yeah, that
2: yeah. <laughs>
5: that was-, was a great <laughs> voice. was oh, that the guy who was like covered in ash? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause that 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 priest. was
5: such a cool that was such a cool scene to me because wasn't that in one of the visions that someone got right at the start of the campaign? I
0: think yeah. yep, I had a vision of him. I was spooked as hell <laughs> when we came upon oh. him.
5: Oh, that was cool. Yeah. with good
0: reason because it turned out he could turn into like he i don't know if any of the non patron listeners actually would know about this because we talked about it in beyond the madness but we were waiting for a giant demonic scorpion guardian of the channel ground and then it never showed up because it turned out it was that guy's alter ego like he could he transform it.
2: here's a spell
0: oh he could control it there we go anyway yeah so phew, managed to dodge that, that was really bit. close <laughs>
2: honestly you were so close to going the scorpion route as opposed to the safe route very close. What
1: would have made us go the scorpion route? What was the decision which changed it?
2: If you tried to steal the bodies from this guy's channel yeah. grounds instead of going the difficult route and getting them from He there. had
4: them all um, stacked up and like labelled, didn't he? Whereas the channel <laughs> ground we went to, we had
0: to yeah. like, route mm-hmm. around and do lots of luck Search rolls.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's a whole shopping episode with us just being like, nah, this corpse isn't good we enough. <laughs> this is good is good. the yeah, goriest admin ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh
4: I love that. On NPCs, can we just force Phaedra to play old men in everything ever from now on? Because <laughs> her mm-hmm. old man voice is yes. brilliant.
2: It is. What about old women? I could, I could do old women as, as well. Not as
0: good. Oh, that's <laughs> true.
2: <Aww>. Uh, yes. <laughs> not quite as creepy as the old men. <laughs> Vidya Paddy is the number
0: one NPC. Because he ate a mango. And it was a mango. Yes. <laughs> that was, yes. That was the best thing the he did. The audio for that is um, um, top-notch. <laughs> 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 Listeners, back me up on yes.
2: this. Oh, also eating noises. So old men eating things, right? That's the intersection name? of your <laughs> yes. specializations. Right. Is, there, is there some kind of like like OnlyFans equivalent? <laughs> I can just post audio of that for a lot of money for Old men slurp eating noises. Uh,
5: I mean, there's got to be a right? of ASMR for that, right?
4: <laughs> Would you like to hear a young woman play old men eating things slurpily
5: <laughs> for just £5 a month?
2: Uh, drop me a message, <laughs> we'll, we'll work something out. <laughs> yeah.
5: well, I mean, uh, I can't not say Shenshu, her favourite NPC. <laughs> From my perspective.
0: Well yeah
2: realistically. she doesn't even she's not even like a full NPC she's like well she's not a player crew, character yeah. she's
4: yeah, she's <laughs> family no doubt by the end <laughs>
2: She was yep. half played as well because uh, you were rolling for her and stuff. So she was like in the in the liminal space between PC and NPC. It's I true. really mm-hmm.
1: liked how she grew in agency as well. Like how she started off and she was happy enough to kind of be told what to do by Janu and and by Timor, and then she was becoming like, no, no, I'm old enough, I'm a big girl, I can do this. I'm going to fight the bear, I'm going to come into the tunnels with yeah, you. Yeah,
4: she hits true, the bear, doesn't she?
1: She did. Yeah. <laughs> she jumped on it.
3: She charged
4: yeah, it to save she jumped Sophia. on his
1: back, I think, and was like, was she trying to stab it? Or I can't remember.
2: I, I was hoping Senchu died instead of Sophie in that scene. Oh, oh my!
1: Timor would never have forgiven us. I I was going to say
0: that (laughs) 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 looks like excellent character growth but might also just just be Yeah, Yeah. just hangs off of it like a chandelier
1: they they say that's what you should do if you're like bit by a dog and and he's got your arm you should kind of push it push your arm further rather than try to pull it out Oh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) if it's black fight back if it's brown lie down otherwise grab it by the uvula Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> well, that's a t-shirt slogan.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, but I think that, that, might, that might come off as inappropriate. Not <laughs> everyone knows what a UV is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like if we print a t-shirt that says grab, grab by, by, by the, uvula, the uvula, that would, yeah. would get the wrong message. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> um, on that note, uh, oh, sorry. I just want to nominate real quickly. Understated NPC, um, the Raven that fed uh, Tenzin peaches for eleven hundred years and Ooh, then just bug yeah. it off the second we open the cave. MVP. <laughs> right. <laughs> he had like a, a like a special magical animal familiar for over a thousand years and then just like it's, no, it's like gone. he's you a Disney princess, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, huh. so love you, Raven, wherever yeah. you are.
2: <laughs> what did happen to the Raven? It's just having a nice time meeting peaches somewhere. Shouldn't it just
0: explode into Jeanne's face? Yeah, get feathers everywhere, and then yeah, just I feel like I have memories of this.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um. So so there's a bunch of questions in here about Children of Fear specifically as a as a campaign. Uh, I'm keen to just talk about that for a bit. I think um, obviously this is uh, this is the first campaign that that we've run as part of uh, as part of. Stars so are right, and Fedri, you said this is the first campaign that you've run full stop. Um obviously it's not classic quote unquote Cthulhu mythos. Uh how have you found it in that in that regard?
3: Um
2: honestly, I I don't have too much to compare it to, but I think one it's really cool that you get to learn about like actual inspirations from the different cultures um, in the various countries that we traveled in. I think I think Cthulhu Mythos is like very specific, but also kind of for me more of a like a like a vibe than specific monsters and stuff. <laughs> so I think I think any any Call of Cthulhu shouldn't be really shouldn't really be limited in the classic Cthulhu mythos monsters, like, you know, Braden and Hardest Loveland has cryptids in. I, I think that in general, campaigns, including f- mythological folklore uh, creatures, is, a, is an amazing thing, because we get to learn about a lot of different things. Also, the classic mythos can, be, can end up being very predictable. Uh, A lot of community content uh, gets people to create monsters of their own, which resemble the mythos, but are not really of the classic mythos because they've come up with them or, like, use several different classic mythos and just mix them together to make a new thing. Um, I'm personally very happy with the unknown remaining unknown. Um, And I don't Mm. mind with, like, occult stuff, replacing, quote unquote, monster as well. Um, I I think it's, a, it's a, just, um, it adds depth. It, it, it differentiates it from like the D&D equivalent where you have a set of monsters and you're going to fight them. There's, I, I like that there's non-monster enemies. There's like intangible things at play. And o- o- overall, I think all of Call of Cthulhu campaigns could benefit from having um, more varied supernatural elements in them, or even more understated supernatural elements in them. For me, I love that because I'm not a big pulp player where you need to see and be able to fight the monster myself. Or, um, I don't particularly like doing fight scenes. So love it. Very happy with it. It felt
4: really fresh. So one of the things that drives me mad, I think, is sometimes the, the community's tendency to try and like codify everything. Like this attempt mm. to take the Cthulhu mythos and go, oh, these ones go here in the Pantheon, and these ones go there in the Pantheon, and these ones are friends with these ones. And it's like, if you've read the books, it's just, it's not what it's like at all. You know, there's a general, like, like Phaedra says, there's a general vibe and a general feel that runs through all of them. And there are common terms that come up. Those terms don't even necessarily refer to the same thing from story to story. Um, mm. I think it's much more interesting to, to, to keep the unknown unknown as well. I think that's spot on.
5: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and personally, from a from perspective as a player, having played a few different Call of Cthulhu scenarios, it definitely felt like Call of Cthulhu, despite the fact that it wasn't in that Cthulhu mythos. Like, it, Call of Cthulhu is a fantastic system in general for gameplay. And uh, it stayed very, very true to that, while also bringing this completely different, fresh flavor. As uh, as we said,
2: also it kind of was Cthulhu Mythos as well, but in a way that doesn't matter mm-hmm. because part of the campaign in the beginning it says, okay, here's the like five different reasons this could be happening on a cosmic scale. It could be Azathoth. It could be this guy. Could be that guy, could be aliens, could be something else. And then it asks the keeper to decide the overarching cosmic reasons behind what's happening. What actually is the king of fear? Um, how like powerful are they? And it gives you kind of this thing to play with to like make it make sense in your head. But none of it matters because the players won't find out about it anyway.
5: I, so, sorry, I'm, I'm just going to interrupt real quick having said that, I, I've got to ask, what did you pick? Did, did you do that? Did you go through that exercise? Did you pick uh, a reason? Did you decide what the King of Fear was? I mean,
2: kind of. I did. Honestly, it was very vague in my head, but okay. it's the idea of... I'm going to say it wrong compared to the book because I didn't write it down anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I used that to write a description of what the characters saw when they first opened the gates that took them to Shambhala at the first ritual where they failed
5: interesting Um, okay
2: so it's like two planets one is sambala and the other one is the kingdom of the king of fear Mm -hmm. and they're rotating uh, around each other and every certain number of years uh, they come close enough to each other and to like earth potentially that their influence increases and they're in a constant fight with each other um as like planetary essences it's hard to know if these planets have like a society in them or if they have like creatures that act as one or if they have influence on earth which they clearly have a little bit and then on a second level you could say actually those things are like They're actually two aspects of Azathoth. They're not even different creatures. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the more levels up you take it, the less and less it makes sense in our puny human minds as to what is happening, what they're doing. But that's kind of... I went for the planetary hypothesis because it was titled The Stars Are Right in the book, the paragraph.
5: Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. That's cool. Sorry, I interrupted you. You're about to talk about Gauls, and I just jumped in with the question about what the king of fear was.
2: Gauls are Cthulhu Mythos. Uh-huh. They're like quite sure. a classic one as sure. well. So, so there were some elements that that were not against it. It wasn't completely not. You could choose to run it without, but I chose to kind of like leave it vague.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have me. And as a, as
2: a skill, Cthulhu Mythos for me is like real supernatural, and occult is fake supernatural. Like, that's how I have those categories in my head. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, and it
1: felt like the folkloric elements were kind of drawn from the real folklore, but with a sort of Cthulhu mythos flavouring on top. Like the Dacanese and not the Dacanese from Indian legend, for instance. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm. On on the topic of uh, mythology and and lore, obviously... Children of Fear has given us a huge amount of uh, uh, flavour and and an introduction to a bunch of places, mythology, religions, history, that I certainly wasn't familiar with before. I don't know if anyone else was. Um, Is there anything that people have then kind of gone on and and learned more about afterwards or, or that people found particularly interesting and that really resonated with them during the course of the game?
1: I've been watching this documentary about the Silk Road and it's amazing how many of the locations, particularly in the early game, really are drawn from real life. And there's just so much vivid stuff there in the campaign, which uh, it really does reflect actual history and the real locations and the caves, for instance, where we found, well, Say we, uh, where the party found Tenzin. That that's a real place as well.
0: We might actually have watched the same uh, or a similar documentary. This end, sort of, as we were prepping for the beginning. Yeah, the Silk Yeah, break. it's a three three part
1: documentary. Uh, Doctor, um, I forget his name. Sam Willis might be his name. I forget, but it's a really good it documentary. I, I say look it up. I'll find yeah. a link and put I, it in the Discord at some point.
0: And you can tell how much research Lynn and friends, presumably, um, have oh, done totally for this book. Absolutely, and how, yeah. Yeah. Like, it spans an area of the globe that obviously is Westerners we're not super familiar with. And there's, I mean, there's oodles of info in all those handouts. Uh, we don't read them all out, listeners, either. So there's a lot more info in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of it's fascinating.
4: Yeah, for sure. I think one of my favourite things about uh, about the sort of stuff covered in the campaign is i mean fedra's already touched on it but it's just the sense of difference from sort of western mythology right like the whole sort of as you said like sex as a ritual act and you know hanging about with dead bodies and maybe even eating them not necessarily being an abhorrent thing you know the channel yeah it's it's just really interesting to sort of you know, we're very firmly in our sort of Judeo-Christian sort of morality over on this side of the pond. It's really interesting to to sort of see those things just be
5: so different. Um. Yeah, for sure. for sure, Although, quick medical disclaimer: um, medical disclaimer, don't eat people. Yeah, uh, that's how you get. Stars are right. Is really bad the eating of people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: on all other counts, hundred percent agree with you. Um, yeah. Um, I think the the mythology for me was the thing that was a real eye opener. I there was uh, I used to think that I kind of knew a bit about uh, mythologies because I was reasonably familiar with like you know the ones that everyone's familiar with you know Greek, Egyptian, Norse, etc. Um, like a bit of uh, Chinese and Japanese and so on. But but there was so much uh, like really high quality law that. I'd never heard of before. Um, during the course of this, uh, that was all super interesting. Um, Love being presented with like the unfamiliar, uh, as I think a lot of people have said, and getting to to play through that. that was super cool. Let's uh, let's take a break from talking about the uh, the children of fear module and talk a bit more about. Um, the, the challenges of, of staying on plot with such a huge scripted campaign, right? Because this was, this is a big, uh, a big thing. I guess this is kind of children's with fair specific, but, but it's more about um, running a long form pre-written game. Um, how did you find the experience of doing that? And how did you find the, the challenges of balancing, keeping us on track without overly railroading?
2: I have not been scared to railroad, <laughs> and I think that the fact that it doesn't seem railroady is a 100 percent on the shoulders of the players, and how intuitive and great at metagaming to the right degree. Everyone has been, because you all have known where your characters are supposed to go next and a lot of players will I, I think a lot of players might not pay attention enough to know what they're supposed to do next or if they know they might they might favor playing their character straight as opposed to do the next thing that would make the campaign progress or they might actually try and make things difficult for the keeper there are those kind of players out there um and i think the main reason The campaign has not felt like a railroad, despite it being a pretty straightforward moving campaign. It was not a sandbox, is that we all had the same intention and we moved forward in that freely without me needing to handhold everyone. And, um another kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I just, I just, outside of recording, I told people, look, this is where we need to go by the end of the episode mm-hmm. in order for, for things to happen. Well, I trust your characters to make us go from here to there. Um, and of course, you know, sometimes I didn't do that and we, we skipped a bunch mm-hmm. of content, but mm-hmm. the final thing that, you know, you got the ritual balls or bold, so whatever happened. Um, mm-hmm. So I I didn't do that unless I had to. But I think the most important thing for railroading campaigns is one, to make it clear where you need to go next. Because obviously, if the campaign was very vague about what needs to happen next and just pushes you, then it's really hard to make it seem natural. Um, And also for the players to to be on the same team as me. And I think I've been blessed with a team of players who are 100% on the same team as me Aww. the moments that
1: you did give us that kind of guidance i think really did enhance it like i remember you said at some point in tonight's session somebody's going to offer you a cup of tea please drink it <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah what a, a an awful thing it would have been to have missed that whole scene in the cafe with uh I, I yeah. yeah, with Timur talking to the, the hat guy as we call him, and the truth about eating mm-hmm. Sophian's heart coming out,
2: because I could tell, like, why yeah. would yeah, you that do doesn't that? Really make You've any been sense. betrayed by, by warm liquids. Particularly <laughs> so <often>. this group, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Those moments weren't very common. We should yeah. add for the no, listeners, no. they really were in Just to save a big, uh, you know, on-air fight about like, well, I'm not going to drink this. Well, you've got to drink the tea.
2: (laughs) Because it's supposed, yeah, it's about playing a good game, but it's also about presenting a good game, Mm -hmm. right? It's like... It's one thing to be running my own campaign where we can like waffle about it for ages and actually like break the scenario and start going in a different direction. Spend three hours. But we are here to play this scenario. We're Mm -hmm. not here for me to make up a whole like reason to get you back on track or whatever, which many people could do, whatever. But yeah,
4: can can I say something mildly controversial here then, which is that I don't think it's ever really (laughs) felt like that. So even though, obviously, we've got one eye on this being something that other people will want to listen to, right? And so that means that we maybe we amp up the actoriness of it sometimes, you know, and we'll really sort of think about, you know, having those character moments. But as a player, this has felt like playing in a campaign, you know? I've, I've, mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't mm-hmm. felt railroaded. Never mind the people listening not oh, feeling no. railroaded. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I yeah. have yeah. felt it's very felt much authentic. like I've been playing this campaign. It's true. Yeah, it's, it has felt yeah, very real, real
1: and very authentic. Testament yeah. to the
4: group and to the keeper. It's, you know, I've, I've had, a, yeah, have had a blast yeah. as a player. Never mind as, as a podcaster or whatever it is that we are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are content creators. Oh, God. <laughs> well,
5: yeah. can we never yeah. use that term again?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's
3: yeah.
5: not. So there's a, there's a trick around this that I think you do quite well, Fedra, which is to like verbally but not explicitly hint what we need to do. Like, for example, if we go into a room and there's a specific painting that we need to pay attention to, you you don't necessarily want to say you go into a room, there's a painting, like, and have that be the only thing there, but, we, but what. You do do, I think, is, um, and I'm not sure if it's if it's because you always uh, describe the the thing that we need to pay attention to with stress on the description, or whether you always do it last. But um, you'll say things like, uh, you go into the room. There are there's some broken equipment in the corner. Um, the floor is covered with a thin layer of sand, and on the wall you see a painting. and And then you're going to describe the paint, and and we know, like, okay. Broken equipment, not important. Sand, not important. Painting, thing we need to pay attention to, right? It's it's very, very clear from the way it's being described. Um,
2: I did not know I did that, but I'm glad that I do it.
5: <laughs> yeah, you do that well. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, I want to give a shout out as well to, uh, to, to Lynn and the, and the creators of the the, of the model, mm. because I, I think it's it's a hard thing to create a... Like a pretty tight written campaign, which this is, and have it not feel like a, like a linear railroaded thing. Uh, and, I, uh, and I agree with Timo that it didn't feel like that. It felt it felt like we were doing the right stuff. Yeah, Sorry, noxicals. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch uh, of people
4: who are only ever going to think of me with a Russian accent, I think.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's your life mm. now. That's your life.
2: It's going to be hard to untie you.
4: Wait till they see his range.
2: Why to see yes. my next character.
4: Yeah. He's called Simor Tepanovich Raven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so Cousin. While we're,
5: while we're on the topic of characters, I know that we don't have a massive amount of time left, but there's a few questions that I'd like to, to get through before we finish. Um, what were people's. Do, did people have any, any head cannons around their characters? Um, and someone has specifically asked about uh, ships. Um, were there any were there any ships that you, you wish could have uh, could have gotten played out? Um, did you have any favourites?
1: I'm going to be very obvious and say Hasina and Sofian. Safina. Sofina, Sofina, yeah. or Hassian mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Hacian. Interrupted by a bear. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, Oof. that was that was sweet. Mm-hmm.
0: But then reunited in the afterlife. Yes, yeah.
1: absolutely. Aww, that's a classic. And he had a tasty, one.
0: tasty heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, it
3: was cool. a very <laughs> juicy
1: heart, I'm sure.
0: And there's space for a whole headcanon in Shambhala. Oh, yeah. Like Pre reincarnation. But yeah. of course,
2: there's also Dinesh and Hasina, which I thought was cute as well. That was very mm. sweet.
0: I liked the,
4: the So
2: Hasina in general. <laughs>
4: Yeah. I like the siblinginess of the hasina Dinesh relationship though. Yeah. It was you know, was, it was it yeah. was quite wholesome yeah. for a relationship between a, a mad woman and a ghoul. So. <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I really like that moment um in the catacombs when they went off to eat the the person together and tomorrow's like mm, <laughs> i don't like this it's it's like when the teenage daughter brings home some completely <laughs> unsuitable bad boy it's like mm. yeah i'm watching <laughs> I was you.
0: gonna say exactly that it was a brilliant i loved that episode because we were all on the comedown from having half the party slaughtered and then just, uh, yeah, Braden comes up with, you know, character number three, and he's a freaking ghoul this time. And then <laughs> <Yeah>. this amazing <laughs> I, relationship blossomed like, into. I love the
1: poor Brayden,
2: all his characters dying. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> the escalation yeah. has been significant as well, I'll go from Sophie and to Frederick and then to Dinesh. Oh, and Frederick. We, Frederick we and did Eudora. Have fun Fredora. Oh, yes. Because be the most insufferable <laughs> pairing. Yes. <laughs> God, it's true? <laughs> oh, they were brilliant. What? Redora. <laughs> Very Thank good. God
0: for Charles, preventing Redora. any chance of that because I mean, just imagine the kids apart from anything else. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. And thank mm-hmm. goodness for uh, Fredericks poor wife at home who we can now move on to much better better things. <laughs> exactly. Right. And in fact all she gets is like a telegram or whatever from his expedition who abandoned him <laughs> and are like, yeah, I don't know, he's lost, he's dead in the jungle or whatever, I don't know. He's fine, whatever. Take the inheritance and but go. We brought you
1: back this ukulele. Uh- <laughs>
0: Yeah. one of the many <laughs> who knows how many he's lost up there
1: <laughs> is, is Brayden basically
4: the Sean Bean of Stars Are Right is that what we've worked up
1: <laughs> oh it does Ooh, and, and second yes.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, let's see what happens in the next one. Oh yeah, my yeah. god they killed Brayden oh
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh. I was just say, from my own perspective, um, it's very much in my head canon that uh, Janyu and uh, Moira, the other Rats lieutenant, <laughs> yes. uh, have, have since got together, rap and uh, uh, yeah,
3: you know, they
5: they they've kept up their umbrella fencing skills by dueling, yes. um, <laughs> yes. and they're starting to teach the other uh, the other Rat folk as well.
0: I my love God, that. God, Imagine attacking that one random desert village, yeah. and just a thousand <laughs> umbrella wielding rat things <laughs> pour over the dunes. It'd be yeah, terrifying. Oh
1: that was one of my favourite NPC moments when Moira said, "Oh, it's not so bad. There's lots of snacks." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a Moira minute. was a great NPC.
0: What a lie. Yes. What a line. Um, Yep, she was so now. chill with she it. Was. We rocked up to be like, oh my God, what horrible thing is before. She's, She's like, like, "Nah, yeah, I killed one of these things. I guess I'm one of them now. Anyway, there's food. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can see a question. Uh, will
5: Seb ever be coming back? I'm right here. I'm literally, I'm <laughs> literally here on this, uh, on this call right now. Um, permanently coming back, less likely, but I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll dip in and out as a, as a guest from time to time.
2: You're welcome to any of our upcoming one-shots. Just let us know. uh, Seb never actually left. I am
5: actually Seb. (laughs) (laughs) We've never seen us in the same room together. Yep, Most of is just really good at voices. I mean, sorry, I'm really good at voices.
3: (laughs) They'll never know. (laughs)
5: Uh, um, Okay, two questions left. Um, Question one... Uh, is which Call of Cthulhu rules were were difficult or challenging or confusing, if any? Uh, And Are there there any house rules that you'd substitute in hindsight? Uh,
2: Well, I already made house rules to substitute them, so (laughs) there's no hindsight here. And the answer is, as always, the chase rules.
0: Yeah, and I Um, would direct people to the Beyond the Madness if you genuinely do want to run this and you're interested. Because after every episode, Vedra broke down like the bits where she changed things. But carry on.
2: Uh, Chase scenes. I've made this. I made a little diagram of being chased by the Caravan, the the Black Hurricane. Um, That was that was the most complex chase scene I've made. That was not actually a chase scene with the classic rules. And yeah, overall I tend like I just made a series of rolls and then just kind of did a homemade makeshift counting thing at the end. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. also um Ooh, Sorry, just made... to check,
5: the kabram was that the, the like terrifying desert wind thing yeah, that we encountered? The oh, that I love, love that.
2: <laughs> I love
5: that so much. Yeah, that was fantastic.
2: Um and also uh another made up sequence was me trying to streamline uh dungeon crawl at the <laughs> at the catacombs and um that was very deadly and I made up a sequence of roles and determined who gets smacked and then a bunch of people died so another house rule of mine. <laughs> that is, uh, so
0: it's amazing we made it through the car. Yeah.
1: I think that dungeon fight could have just gone very boringly.
2: I am mm. really, like, I I don't like drawn-out Same. fights. I'm happy with, like, a couple of rounds, and then afterwards I'm like, oh my goodness, we have six characters, and I'm just rolling forever. Mm.
0: Yeah, would it's recommend, if you're running it, tweak that bit yeah. because the book wasn't super supportive
2: the book didn't say very Can much you imagine so I all to?
0: of the yeah.
4: dice rolling it would have just been like half an hour of Hedra going and now i roll to attack for the second time with goal number 745
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: no you cannot be doing that and
0: that's after like three hours of like okay we look down the next tunnel on the left okay there's nothing there all right we do the net you know that that yeah. kind of map is what we were playing with i think the end product ended up turning out really good for that episode actually
2: Yeah, the cursed episode. We recorded it three times, (laughs) but the third time was, as they say, a charm. It was indeed. Yeah. Despite you know
5: deaths. So we come now to our final question uh, before we bid you all good night, and that is, what's next for Stars of Right? I think a question on a lot of listeners' lips, and that is a hard Mm -hmm. sentence. You read the last question isn't shag, marry, Mm -hmm. kill. Okay. the three characters of Braden, go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my, God. that's a really good one, actually. <laughs>
5: yes. And let's be realistic; um, we're all killing Frederick, so it's now becomes <laughs> complicated. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, it's not
0: much of a contest, I think.
2: Are you ready to shag Dinesh? That's the problem. That well, seems
5: like or, a lot of marriage. My... That's a good
0: point. And have a you sexless have marriage. To shag Dinesh to get to to get to the sweet, sweet Sophie and Maybe
2: you yeah. want to marry Frederick because he dies anyway and then you get his inheritance. Nice.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <True>. yeah. <laughs> he be Although he didn't have that much money, so...
2: Can we
1: do the Gamma and in he- oh, yeah. version <laughs> instead? Cruise, marry Shag, and then we don't have to get <laughs> any of his characters because they're all so lovely.
4: Well, also, oh. two of them are uh-huh. dead already.
1: Yes, this is true. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah true. Too soon.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> but, in all seriousness what is next for stars of right is there a new campaign coming people need to know
2: okay everyone this is time for the big announcement (laughs) i've been preparing the supplement that is coming next uh it's not exactly a campaign but it will be long hopefully uh and i'd like a drum roll please Next up, we'll be playing The Cults of Cthulhu. Three scenarios, three different time zones by Chris Lyke, Mike Mason, and friends. Published by Chaosium. Newer supplement. The physical book hasn't come out yet. I'm preparing it from the PDF. And I'm going as fast as I can. And I'm very excited. It's going to be with you hopefully soon. In the meantime, we have some... Nice bonus content coming yeah. out to keep you all engaged and satisfied. Just to
4: check, do you mean cults of Cthulhu? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: All right, <laughs> that is exactly what I mean. Um, and now it's two minutes past midnight, and I think it's time for us to end. We're
0: going to turn into pumpkins. This
2: episode of Beyond Beyond the Madness, the Extended Edition. <laughs> Special Beyond, Beyond the Madness content. Content. <laughs> Two
4: Electric Boogaloo,
1: Two Beyond Two Thanks Madness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've just won the internet, Well done you. Thank you. Very good. Nothing stronger than family.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for this extended Beyond the Madness episode. Brayden, Noxicles, Hal, Lydia, Seb, our amazing co-editor Jason. You've all been the best. Thank you listeners, you're great uh, Leave us reviews Follow us on Patreon Get access to cool stuff And there won't be a Beyond the Madness after this Because this is the Beyond the Madness <laughs> Get it everyone <laughs> And come to our Discord Because we have a link Here in the episode description And everywhere else on our website stazorite.com.
0: Do come chat, we're nice
2: Yes, we want to want to see you Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.